Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, let me remind you, you're watching a brand new Ike Live episode. We've got special guests Jody Queen and Scott Martin on tonight's show. Uh, we've got Jody coming up here in a second. Let me remind you, if you're watching on Facebook right now, like and share this feed. You'll be entered in a contest to win the Ike Live gift bag. You see it right here between me and Pete next to the chicken head. Uh, it's loaded with all the uh, sponsor products from Ike Live. Uh, Mystery Tackle Box, TH Marine, Dr. Squatch, Primal Orphish Foods, Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, Founders, Tackle Warehouse, Obi, all great stuff in that tackle bag. So like and share your feed on Facebook. You're going to be entered to win uh, win a, a prize in that contest. Also, if you're watching on IkeLive.com, we want to hear from you. Chime in there on the instant messaging. Uh, if you've got any questions for Jody or Scott a little later in the show, uh, please let us know. We're going to be selecting some of those IMs also for some great prizes uh, in the toward the end of the second segment. Uh, man, I'm excited, Brian. We've got uh, this guy on the phone. I got to see him uh, in person a few weeks ago and got to experience this really, really cool event um, from afar. You know what I mean? And, and, and Pete, you know the deal. You're a tournament guy. I'm a tournament guy. We're both fish heads. But when you're at an event and you get to watch it, you know, as hard as it is in some respects, you do gain an appreciation for it a little more. Because you're watching it unfold, you know you're seeing everything as it happens, and I, I got to to watch this thing. It's pretty exciting, man. You know, it's uh, it, it's such a such a growing aspect of the world of, of fishing, and it's such a platform that's new and unique, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it exciting. And I got to see it. I got to see this guy win twenty grand. For a kayak tournament, isn't That's, that crazy? That is crazy. How how were you able to watch? Like, uh, did they, they have live uh, broadcast? They or? do. We're gonna get him on here in a second, but they they did a tremendous job of covering it live uh, via via Facebook, um, and uh, also they used the system. And we're gonna get Jody to talk about it, but the system of watching the guys input their catches, and it's a really interesting system because. You can sort of do it as you catch them, or you could wait, or you could dribble them in. So it adds this layer yes. of oh, tournament wow. fishing, which is Sandbagging. exciting. Sandbagging. Sandbagging. <laughs> We're going to be talking about all that, but let, let's not let's not keep any longer. Uh, we've got them on the phone right now. Uh, once again, the, the champion, uh, the recent winner a few weeks ago of the Hobie Boss Championship down in Arkansas, the one and only Jody Queen, Queen. joins us <laughs> on Ike Live tonight. Jody Queen. Jody. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing, Ike? Good. It seemed like uh, yesterday that we are in a room talking, uh, congratulating <laughs> you, handing you trophies, and handing you big, giant checks with a lot of know, zeros right? on it. Crazy. It's crazy. Now, I can already see it in your face, but let me ask you, has <laughs> all this set in yet? Because I can see the smile. That's yeah. the same smile I saw two weeks ago. It hasn't left your face. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's it's a permanent thing on me now, so, you know, it just won't go away, so I hope it never goes away. Uh, yeah, I'm still, you know, soaking it all in and trying to, you know, already, man, I've already got my schedule made out for this year, and I'm, go, I'm getting ready to go to my next tournament down in, uh, uh, to KBF tournament down in Florida, down on the, around the Lake George area down there, so I'm, you know, I'm already, I'm already getting back into it, man, I can't stay away from it for too long. That's, that's awesome. Now, I know that's, we've got a lot awesome. of people watching and listening to tonight's show that aren't hardcore kayak anglers. They're, you know, yeah. they're bass boat guys or they're little John boat guys. They don't know about this world. Tell us a little bit about what was the Hobie Championship down in Arkansas. I mean, it was a big deal. It was 50 of the world's best guys. But tell me a little bit about how you got there and the dynamic of that tournament a little bit. Yeah, uh, the, the Hobie BOS series, which is the Bass Open series, uh, it, this is its first big year. And the way it was set up this year, you could qualify by uh, winning or placing in uh, the top 
tier of anglers in a, a regular BOS tournament. And they also had uh, satellite tournaments, where, which were usually a little smaller tournaments in areas where, uh, you know, these, uh, these tournaments aren't usually held. So, so that they had a larger reach for the people who could get in. And that's how, that's how I, I qualified. They actually had a river tournament here uh, on the New River, which is where I cut my teeth, you know, growing up. And uh, I, I'm just I'm a big smallmouth guy around here. I love it. I love smallmouth. So when it, I seen it was coming to town and uh, A.J. McCorder, who pioneered this whole thing, he called me and said, hey, man, I've got a satellite come, come around your area. You're going to be there, right? And I said, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I qualified by winning that tournament. And uh, it qualified me for the Tournament of Champions. And uh, they also had a what they call a shootout the day before the actual TOC, yeah. where they had uh, four, four spots left. And then if you uh, came in in the top four, then you could also fish the TOC the next day. And it's, it's 50 of the top anglers in the BOS series. Yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, uh, Pete, I was impressed. And, and, you know, to give you some context, we are on a, what I would call giant lake, uh, Lake Wachita. Uh, in Arkansas, uh, home of Mark Davis, by the way, which is really cool. But giant yeah. lake, so many options. You know, uh, when I got there, you know, you look around, and you're like, how the hell do these guys figure out where to fish? You know, so not only <laughs> yeah. a giant lake with all three species of bass, but a massive cold front that hit yeah. right on the heels of this event. So, Jody, yeah. I got to tell you, honestly, watching it, I was so impressed by the ability for you guys and not just you but i would say a lot of the top 10 uh, the ability to find them to dial in to adjust talk a little bit about that because you know there were about three or four of you guys that were super consistent got on the pattern right away and and you really you did it almost flawlessly talk a little bit about that uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, the cold front, and, and of course it dropped like three inches of rain on us too. Yeah. And I think that actually helped us a bit. Uh, it, it felt like a cold rain when you was in it, but, you know, it actually it didn't really cool the water down that much in certain areas. It did in the creeks, but uh, I was fishing a flat area surrounded by two creeks, and it kind of just trapped that water up on that flat, and, it, and that water, it stayed, it stayed warm. Uh, it was about 58 degrees, and in, in the channels, it was right around 49, which those small creeks running in that time of the year, when it gets cold at night, they, they chill down anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, these guys like, you know, Cody Milton and, and, and Matthew Scotch and Corey Dreyer and, and Jay Wallen, and, I mean, these guys, we all use the same equipment you big bass boat guys use. I mean, we have, you know – Elite nine TIs and Carbon Pros. I mean, we have we have all the same stuff on those kayaks. They're really rigged out. So, you know, the, our equipment really helps us a lot to figure out these things. But yeah, it's a uh, you know when the cold front moved in, I thought those fish were going to move deep, and and I was just I was totally wrong. The spots that I had during pre-fishing, there were some fish still there, but they were really small and they really weren't that active. So, yeah, I moved back to that shallow water and uh, found some, a lot of wood and a lot of stick-ups in, in a small creek and ended up going to a bigger area because I knew I was going to be fishing there for two days, and it had the same kind of stuff on it, and that's what I concentrated on for two days. Wow, that's incredible. Pete, I know this isn't the Bash University show, but it, it it's never ceased to amaze me how shallow you can get in the fall. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, it's almost yeah. like in the fall... You can never get too shallow at certain right. times, you know. And I think this was a classic example of it. You know, you're on a lake with 100 foot of water and spots and smallmouths, and the guys fishing shallow absolutely dominated in this event, you know. Well, we saw we saw that with you, and and I noticed something that you you caught him on a jackhammer. I did. Which yes. Is a, a you know rattling a vibrating jig. Uh, yes. The, the, what intrigued me is, and you were talking about slow rolling that through brush piles and brush and yeah. wood. Yes. I can't but never I, get that bait through wood. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you manage to do that? Yeah, to be honest, they love wood. I mean, if you get them close, a lot of times they'll hang up. But uh, you know, I was in such shallow water, I really didn't care if I got hung up because I could just go over and and, and snatch it loose, you know, or run my rod down it and get it loose. So I really wasn't all that worried about it. If I'd been really rolling that thing deep, I 
I probably would have been scared to do it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a lot of those fish I caught in, I mean, I caught a lot of fish in 18 to, you know, 18 inches of water to three feet of water. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. I was actually amazed too. And I started out with a spinnerbait and I, I did catch one nice fish on a spinnerbait, but I threw and threw after that and they just wouldn't hit it. And, uh, you know, when I hit around that stuff, I usually, as soon as it hits the water, I just give it a little pop and it'll swirl a little bit because it kind of hunts when on that first jerk. It'll hunt a little bit. And when it swirls like that and starts dropping, they, it's like a spinnerbait, man. They'll bust it. Yeah. It's a it's an awesome bait. I've seen I've seen that thing outperform a spinnerbait a lot. You know, occasionally go the other way, but it's definitely yeah. can be dominant. Now, Jody, I'm looking right now and I see in your background I see a couple big high dollar checks sitting there in the <laughs> background. But yeah. I, I think I asked you this before. Is this is this the biggest single day or, or two day tournament yes. payday that you've had in your professional career so far? Yes, yes. This this was the big one for me. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That that's awesome. It, it's a big deal, and I I know from talking to people when I got home that still don't understand this kayak world. Twenty thousand is a lot. There are guys locally yeah. here that fish locally, semi pro trails locally, that don't win twenty grand the whole year fishing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know to 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 see that kind of money coming into kayak bass fishing and kayak fishing. It's incredible. I think that's a sign of it the is. growth of the sport. Let let me let me step back and talk to you a little bit about being a full time pro here. Because that okay. I think a lot of people watching listening right now are are saying, yeah. Oh my God, I wanna do this, you know. They're <laughs> they're chopping at the bit, they're kayak guys or they're you know, anglers that wanna get into a kayak and they're saying, Man, Jody's doing it full time. Now I want <laughs> I wanna just go ahead and jump right in and, and be a full time kayak angler too. But it's not as easy as that, right? I know, I know, yeah. it's been a little bit of a short curve for you, learning. You know, you've been in it five yeah. or six years full time. But talk a little bit about the the jump that you made into it and the commitment it takes to do it full time. Well, I mean, first of all, you have to you have to understand that you're not going to be living high on the hog. Uh, you know, I live. I'm pretty easy. I don't. I don't require a lot. So, you know, and I, ha- I do have a little bit of supplemental income. I, I, I'm also an artist. I, I'm sure you can see that I'm in my studio right now. And I, I have a little bit of supplement from that. And, uh, you know, I'll build a porch for my mom every now and then. But, uh, but yeah, my main source of income is this. And, you know, and before you get into it, you have to understand that it's, it's going to be work. You know, it's going to yeah. be work like, like anything else. I mean, and what so, you put so, into so, it so is what you're going to get So if right now and they want a yellow Lamborghini like Skeet Reese, <laughs> yeah. it isn't automatically going to happen. No. Okay. No. No, you, uh, I mean, it takes work. Like I say, planning, uh, you know, even even the, it, with your tournaments, what the, the way you plan your tournaments is, is a strategy. Yeah. Uh, and you you try to pick the tournaments that you know you're going to feel comfort, most comfortable with on the lakes. Learning all these lakes, and, and you have to travel. Uh, if you don't, if you try to do this from from your home and just travel to a lake when a tournament comes up, it, it's probably going to be twice as hard on you. Right. You know, get out to those lakes that you know you're going to fish. Try to get some time on them, get familiar with them, and and uh, you know, and just man, sometimes you just got to say, "I'm going to go for it." You know. Yeah. Now what you'll is know, the- you'll know within yeah. the first. My first year, I paddled to the ten. I didn't have a motor. I didn't have, I didn't have anything but a paddle and a, and a small riverboat. Uh, I think it was a Jackson Cusa. And you know, I paddled that boat to the ten, which is a prestigious thing in the KBF. And yeah. from then, I knew, I knew from then on, this is this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And one or the other. If I have to eat beans for the rest of my life, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But, well, your your passion, your passion is driving you to it. Riz, we have yes, a couple sir. questions coming through IM for Jody. Yeah, yeah. Um, New York Chris would like to know from you, Jody, uh, when you're when you're getting ready for a tournament. We have a lot of ki- we have a lot of kayak anglers that that watch our show as well. When you're getting ready for a tournament, how do you decide how much tackle you're going to bring, uh, which rods you're going to bring, and how do you store it? Like, give us a little bit of insight on your system. Well, uh, you know, I try. You know, like anybody else, I. I, I I try to take everything I can take, but you want to concentrate mostly on what the fish are doing at that time of the year. Uh, I will go back and, and watch. I watched Ike on, today on on Jordan down there. You guys mentioned it earlier. I, 
I went back and watched him, you know, uh, how he did on Jordan, what he was using, how he's doing. And I, and Mark Davis, uh, you know, you mentioned it was his home lake down there on Washita. I went back and watched a couple uh, of videos on him. He was catching, you know, on spoons mostly and crankbaits, but still, all that stuff is out there. You just have to be able to find it. Now, as far as packing my rods and stuff, uh, I got a big black DZ box in the back of. I've got a, a little minivan that I, I that I travel in. And uh, I got rod storage over top. And, you know, whatever how many rods you're comfortable with, I usually take at least six rods with me out on the water. Uh, you know, just according to, you know, deep running baits, shallow running baits, you know, spinner baits, chatter baits, you know, just until you get that feel for it. I mean, you have to get out and pre-fish a little bit and try to get a feel for what the fish are doing. And then from there on, Ron Champion told me one time, you know, you can always tell the guy that, that's on the fish he's only got two rods in his boat. Yeah, so you may not ever use all those rods, but to get something dialed in, a lot of times you'll, you'll need six or eight rods with you. Yeah. Now, I, I want to know, Jody, what, what, is, what is the schedule, you know, of a, a full-time professional kayak angler? What, is, what does that mean as far as logistics? Give me... Give me a breakdown of the yeah. number of events you're going to fish per year. Give me a breakdown of what it's going to cost you in entry fees per year and, and what it's going to cost you in expenses. Because this is the beauty of, of this, Jody. What I see, why this is growing, is that professional tournament fishing on the big boat side, it's so damn expensive. The, logistically, yes. it's so out of reach for so yep. many people. But the yeah. beauty of, of professional kayak anglers is I feel like it's it's more obtainable. So guys watching, guys watching right now that are like, man, I want to do this. Give us the reality of it. What, what, how many tournaments a year are we talking? Entry fees, expenses. What, what are we talking about to fish per year? Yeah, yeah Mike, it, it's, it's an accessible sport. It really is. I mean, it's, it's according to how heavily you want to get involved with it. But the beauty of it is you can make a small investment in it and – if it pans out, then you can increase that after you after you place well or you win a tournament. You can put, yeah. take that money and immediately turn it back over into it. Uh, that's the way I, I started out. I mean, I won my first tournament that I ever fished, luckily, and I just took that money and just entered tournaments. Now, you know, on, on a year, I just got through with my schedule this year, and, you know, we got – BASS, man, they threw their hat in the ring. Big announcement. I mean, Big announcement, I, yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, this thing is getting so big. You know, we got a, we got a KBF National Championship this year that's $75,000. And, and if you're – uh, there's other ways. Bonus money is going to – it's going to hit $100,000. Yeah. So, you know, you hit a tournament like that, you're pretty well set, you know. But with three big trails like the, the Hobie BOS and, and the BASS and the KBF – those trails will keep you busy enough. I mean, if you can get in those uh, and just try to take what what you what you earn through those and put them back towards your tournament fees and sponsors, uh, your sponsors. I mean, I couldn't do a lot of this without really good sponsors. I don't have a lot of sponsors. If you look at my hashtag line, sometimes, but I have really good sponsors yeah. and I have a really good relationship with them. But about twenty two to twenty five tournaments between the Bass, the Hobie, and the KBF, wow. and I fish, I fish everything I can fish. Uh, I fish local tournaments. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I've got a weekend off and I've got a local tournament, a local club doing a tournament, which is another great thing, most of these organizations, like KBF, they have a, a, a partner uh, clubs that also su support the, uh, the, the kayak scene. And you can get into a local, and they're popping up everywhere. I've got, I know three partner clubs right here close to me that I can go out and fish if I have a weekend off. And I, and some of those purses get up, you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Wow. So Ooh. yeah. So I mean, you can any any tournament that comes up, I fish it. So what are know? what are the average? If you could give me Joey an average for an entry fee for these events, are we talking a hundred dollars? Are we talking a thousand? Well, uh, no. On the on the. Like the partner clubs and 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 uh, the trail series, a lot of that stuff is between a hundred and hundred dollars per tournament for the trail series through KBF, and and of course, almost none of them go above two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars right wow. now. Yeah, wow. big, so, big and, and you're yeah. you're winning great money because 
you know, the same sponsors that sponsor the, the big boat tournaments are also looking at the kayak scene right now. And they're saying, hey, man, let's, you know, yeah. they're stepping up and putting in. You got guys like Chad Hoover out there beating on the doors, man. I mean, I mean, Chad has done so much for this sport, man. I, I, there's no way to measure what he's done. He, he's pioneered it. You know, yeah, he me, was by the way, let me mention Chad's a good friend of ours of, of the show as well. And let me mention that I did beat. The balls off of Chad Hoover at a one-on-one <laughs> tournament and made him shave his beard before. So oh. I, and I what did, was your what was your bait for that, Mike? A bait for that was a, a, a senko on a shaky head <laughs> in the in the heart of Florida, where you shouldn't throw that bait. But uh, Mike, yeah, five thousand dollars annually. Five thousand dollars annual in entry. Big big difference between the semi-pro and pro leagues of big boat fishing. Big that's one derby. It's on crazy. It can be one derby, yeah. And he's able to fish all year. That's amazing. That's incredible. I, I my have a follow-up question. Yeah. Yeah, my entry fees for last year were right about $7,500. Okay. Wow. A little higher than that. Yeah. Wow. a few bigger tournaments. But let me ask you this about time commitment. Like, for, for a major tournament, right, we've got three days of practice. Yeah. Uh, or more. Like, some guys will go a week in advance, two weeks, yeah. a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you, what, what's that look like for you? I mean, are you, are you investing that kind of time? Uh, is there, you know, time on the road, a lot of money spent there? How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, you might as well say $500 a tournament for, for gas and lodging, and, and which is not nearly what, what some have to pay. But, uh, yeah, and I usually leave. I usually get, you know, three to four days of, of practice. Okay. So you know, I, I'm on the road basically a week before the tournament i'm i'm down there getting stuff ready and i'm getting on the water and doing some pre-fishing and yeah you know my wife is very understanding we've been together almost 30 years and she supports me and i I couldn't do it without her either so wow so so on the expense side it's probably similar minus the gas money minus minus the gas money for the boat and truck and truck right you're only you still got to drive there but you're not towing a three thousand pound boat that's true that's, That's right. right. So you yep. some gas money. Uh, Riz, we got some more yep. questions coming through for Jody. We do. Uh, Rich O would like to know, Jody, what's your secret? And you're going to have to give up a little juice here. This is like live. Uh. We're going to put you to the screws here. <laughs> your, what's your secret for breaking down a new lake from a kayak? Oh, that's a good one. That's good. Man, one. I, you know, I tell you, there's, I guess, I try to find an area that has uh, a little bit of every type of either cover or bottom structure in a small area. So what I will do usually is I'll pull up uh, Google Maps uh, and, or Google Earth and I'll get on the satellite and I'll try to find you know these areas because it's usually they take those pictures. It, the water is usually pretty clear. And you try to find features. I use Navionics and I try to find drops, channel swings, uh, you know, submerged timber and stuff like that. And if I can find a lot of that in a small area that's manageable, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go to those areas first and try to try to find them. And I use a torpedo. I mean, man, Ooh, yeah, those those things, man. They they, I can cover so I can eliminate so much more water with a torpedo than I can to use them do. during the event. Uh, some events you can. Uh, the Hobie BOS do, doesn't allow torpedoes. However, they do allow you to use them during pre-fishing, which is awesome. Okay. And uh, okay. but their events are all all uh, pedal. And uh, but the KBF, they definitely I mean, you talk to Chad and he'll tell you, heck, yeah, I'll bring them on. You know, just, you know, Torquedo has uh, really stepped in and, and supported the kayak bass fishing scene. And, and uh, kudos to them for that. But, man, I tell you, I couldn't do without it. I love mine. And we're, we're coming out with a new 11, 1103 right now. That's a, a three horsepower equivalent. So, man, that thing's going to. Yeah, cover a lot of them. Yeah, Turquitos here for the Ike Live guys. We we love them as well too. And uh, you know the the tiny boat movement. A lot of the boat builds we have here in South Jersey. A lot of these lakes are trolling motor only. Uh, yeah. Electric, electric only. only. Turquitos changed the game for us. So I know I know yeah. how important of a tool that can be in certain situations. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So try to find those manageable areas. You know that you know that you can cover. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. And if you pick out you know, so, uh, part of that area, and you're, you're finding them on rocks, then and it's a small area like I did this last tournament. Find find out where those rocks are abundant in that same, that looks the same somewhere else on the lake, and a lot of times that works out, you know. Yeah. Very similar strategy, Pete, to, to big boat guys. Yeah, I mean, yep. we do. We, yeah. we want to be able to run 
the least amount of time yeah. if we can. Yeah. Right? We don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, in a kayak, you're almost, you have to be that way. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this you know, question. Let, let me ask you yeah. a quick question because we talked about this earlier about the mental and um, the, the, the how you deal with registering your fish. Yeah. Right now in the MLF, oh those yeah. fish, those fish get registered immediately. immediately. Get caught, yeah. You get announcements. There's no, there's no questions. MLF, yeah. there's no questions. And bass, for the most part, there's no questions. Beside, you know, maybe yeah. aside from a few yeah. miscues on the size of fish, right? You pretty much yeah. know. But in kayak fishing, in kayak tournaments, you don't have to register that fish when you catch it, Pete. Yeah. You can wait an hour. You could wait three hours. You could do it at the end. That that is very interesting. I'm did, glad you brought that up. Yeah, Jody, what do you do? You sandbag? Do you, how I do, do you not. Do I do not. And you know, I might be unique in this. I don't know. There's probably a few others that believe the same way I do. I don't care if somebody else sandbags. The the reason why I feel this way is. I'm going to be out there giving it 100% no matter what. So it doesn't really matter if they're, if they're holding back. It's not going to affect the way I fish at all. So it doesn't really bother me if they do. Now, some people, it tears them up. Now, I know my wife who watches the live leaderboards at these things, it kills her because, she, you know, she's like, I can't believe he came in 10 minutes before the tournament was over and put in 17 or 18 more inches. I just can't believe that. But uh, it... To me, it doesn't matter, and I don't watch the leaderboard. I don't pull it up on my phone because my wife watches the leaderboard, and she texts me messages and says, you're fifth. Get on it. You better get up there. <laughs> wow. So, so she's always, you know, she's my cheerleader and my best friend, man. She keeps me going. My manager, too, I guess. What what, what about the uh, the idea of, of your in, incorporating your fish, registering them? worrying about other guys moving in on you because you're catching them uh, i mean you know and it's probably worse in some situations as far as you know i'm not really sure how the big boat world works but i've seen some guys get a little bit you know irritated by uh, someone moving in on them but in the kayak world it's a little bit different in the I don't know. We're, we're kind of watching out for each other as at the same time yeah. as we're out there competing against each yeah. other. It's a dangerous sport. It can be dangerous. Uh, you know, we have lost lives in this sport. Uh, and it's, you know, so you're kind of already kind of watching out for each other. So when somebody comes into a spot where you're at, they're usually real respectful. Hey, man, can I move down this bank? Do you care? Or where can I fish? I mean, we're very right. vocal to each other and and uh i've never ever had a, i've been doing this for this is my third full year doing this as a, for a living and i've never to this yeah, day I, had, i'd like did. to i'd like to elaborate yeah. on that and tell you pete and, and everybody watching i've been this is the third major kayak event i've been involved in uh including a hobie worlds and i've never seen more of a camaraderie and bond yeah. between the competitors yeah. than I do in the kayak world. You should and get on Facebook. Then. It, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, okay, I don't know that. I don't know that side of it. But from the tournament side of it, and in fact, in this tournament, Jody, I think you shared water with uh, yes. with Christine, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and and basically, she was like, "Man, you got a shot to win this. I'm out." That's really yes. cool. You don't see that. She's a good yeah. person. Yeah, you don't see that a lot in yeah. in the big boat tournaments. No, uh, you know, I mean, we share screenshots of our fish, of our of our screens on our fish finders. We we share baits. We share, you know, techniques. I mean, I seen, you know, it, it's it's different. It's different. I mean, we're, you know, I'm not saying that we're not, you know, hard at it competing when we're out on the water, but we we respect each other enough to, you know, just let it, let each other do our own thing. And you you get in a kayak. Uh, competition you know and when you're pre-fishing and, and stuff like that you're really intimate with small areas whereas in a bass boat you can pick up and run 30 miles you know if we do that we lose an hour you know yeah. so when you're pre-fishing and you're and and fishing the tournament you know a lot more about the areas i think than uh you normally would if you were fishing out of a boat you just don't hit the high spots you find secondary and tertiary parts that are, you know, that produce fish too. So you, it's it's a little more intimate, I think, because like I was I was hitting stumps that were, 
you know, I know they had to be really small because they were popping up on my side scan. I went through that flat and I set over 70 waypoints in that one area. <laughs> I mean, it was a hundred yards wide and 250 yards long. And I had over 70 waypoints on it. And I just kept doing a circuit on those, you know, wow. so I knew every stump on that flat before I got out of there. Yeah. Wow. So right, I got to catch the fish that are in your area. I got to jump in here. So Mike, you fished three kayak tournaments now? i've i've been at three kayak tournaments as yeah. as a as a uh spokesperson watching them okay watching them. i've only fished one kayak tournament in my life and that was the one where i beat uh chad hoover down like a, mu- like a mule right. yeah. <laughs> you beat the beard off him. right i beat the beard off shaky head no so i've never so and, and i'm glad you brought that up bride because it's something i want to do it's something I want to do in two thousand twenty. I got the chance to do it once. All right. Yes, you did. That's right. You did fish one. I did. Yeah, it, it did. Our, our our buddy Charles got me to yeah. do one. I absolutely loved it. It yeah. started out rough, right? Yeah. I mean, just jumped right in. I don't have much time in a kayak. Yeah. Almost none. Yeah. And um, barred one of yours. Awesome experience. You know, takes a little while to get used to. Yeah. I'm getting used to it in a tournament environment and. So, so there's some stress there. Yeah. But I got to tell you right now, I'll skip to the point. The toughest thing I think I've ever done in fishing was try to bump board an 18 and a half inch smallmouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're nervous you anyway. Tool, you're shaking. It's a smallmouth. It's a smallmouth. You're it's, nervous. It's on my lap. There's all this pressure of getting it right, right? Because the because it's the, <laughs> yeah. the t- tag's got to be the right. Tag's gotta the be mouth's right. got to be right. The, the tail's got to be right. The yeah. tail's got to be right. You got to get your phone. That's a lot of pressure. With your wet, slimy hand because yeah. you're just holding yeah. the smallmouth. Yeah. You got to hold that thing. Get them not to move. Yeah. Get back there and take a picture. It's a great point. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. All right. So you know, Jody, we need we need tips and hints on this then. Yeah, man. When when you're handling this fish like like uh, a lot of us guys do, you and you've done it so much. Hit them with the oar first. Yeah. <laughs> Knock them out. Don't let that eye glaze over. Just get them. You know, just get them close. Uh, no, I mean you learn a lot about the nature of the fish, and and one thing I can tell you is is the calmer you are, usually the calmer the fish are going to be. So, you know, usually when I when I catch a fish, I'll put them on, you know, some fish grips and I'll put them over the side and they, they settle down a lot when they're there. And I'll get all my stuff ready. I'll, I'll make sure my my board's down. I'll always wet my board because, you know, if it's, especially if it's hot, you know, you put a fish on a hot board, he's going to start flopping. I didn't have so, the fish grip technology. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, I'll a, take, that's a very key piece of uh, information I didn't have at that point. Yeah, I, now, I, you can take, I kept them on the hook and I put them in the net while I dug my phone out of my dry storage because I'm on a kayak yeah. and if I flip I don't want to lose my phone yeah. so I got to take my phone out. Yeah. And then no. I got you know got to dig the bump board out. Yeah. Of course I broke the bump board almost in half. Was so that your small <laughs> Was that your first and last yeah. kayak yeah. tournament? It was my first. Get your catch board. It was your first. Okay, the, the, the cormorant on the message board <laughs> said it might be your first and your last. <laughs> I would fish right. it again. Yeah, I just don't want to buy a kayak as long as I can borrow yours. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow mine. I'm in. Dude, have yeah. you ever lost them, Jody? Have you ever I, lost a fish? A, a I think one? we all. I think we all have, Absolutely. man. I, I was fishing the tournament one time, and and you know I was learning that you know if I tilted my board that the and and got the mouth closed and got the gravity would actually the fish seemed to calm down, you know. So. I was, yeah, I was smallmouth, and, and it was about an 18 or 19-inch smallmouth, and I laid him on the board, and what happened was when he raised up the flip, his head came down on top of the fence, and when he flipped up this way, he shot my board out about 10 feet out in the water, and it sank. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so man. there's that. There, there's that. There, there's definitely a, a learning curve. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, those things, you know, letting that fish settle down, uh, tilting that board, wetting your board. You know, getting all your stuff ready while that fish is over here calming down and then uh, getting him up on there. And I don't know. After a while, it seems like the fish just, they tend to cooperate if you keep doing those steps over and over and over. I mean, you smallmouth are smallmouth, man. Yeah. They're going to do what they do. Yeah, it's like anything. I think the more you do it, Pete, you know, you get in that routine and you yeah. get a system down. You I'm definitely sure. got to get a system yeah. down. That all, was my first time. Yeah. Oh my all these guys at this <laughs> level are pretty yeah. loud. All right, now, Jody, I've, I've been monitoring yeah. the, our social feeds a little bit uh, okay. as we've been doing this interview, and I see one 
coming through, and I've got to ask it. This is Ike Live. We got to ask some hard questions. Uh, the guys want to know. Basically, the question is, how do you think you guys? And when they say you guys, I'm assuming they mean the full-time kayak pros like yourself and Ron Champion. Uh, how would you guys do against full-time touring pros, uh, top-tier pros from MLF, Bass, and, and FLW? Uh, it's a good question. Um, do, do you think you guys would be as successful uh, if you were competing against the likes of Kevin Van Dam and uh, Aaron Martins and Jacob Wheeler, those kind of guys? Are we both in kayaks? Both in kayaks, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think we'd have. A, I think we'd stack up pretty well, actually. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, because for one thing, they're they're going to be a little bit out of their element, so that gives us one advantage. <laughs> But yeah, if we were both in kayaks, yeah, I, th- I think we, I think it'd be interesting. I'd like to see that go down. I really would. And I'd also like, I tell you something else. I'd like to see. I would like to see uh, a boat tournament with kayak anglers, with maybe as a co-angler. Wow. Jody, don't yeah, put your yeah, man, go head to head or have a kayak because a lot of the kayak anglers come from the boat side. You know, you, yeah. you're Rock Champions and you know Jamie Dennison. And I mean, these guys. I mean, Corey Dreyer. I mean. They they love to get out on the big boats on the 200 horsepowers and run them lakes. That, you yeah. know, I mean, so it's not that we've never done it or don't do it. It's just that we don't do it right now. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I I love the opportunity. Uh, you know, I I I was privy to see the schedule before it was officially announced for the Hobie series, and uh, now with the new Bass series being announced, there's so many opportunities. I'd really so like to so. participate in in one or two this year. You see. And, and the main hey. thing I, I want, and I talked to the Hobie guys about this. I talked to AJ and Morgan and, and Kevin and all those guys about it. The main thing I want to be wary of, though, is I also don't want to bring a negative connotation to it, you know, in my yeah. relationship with, with the kayak community. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I honestly, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I feel like I am an, an amateur when it comes to this form of tournament fishing, you know. I'm the rookie. Oh. I'm the newbie. I want to learn. I have a lot to learn. Um, at the same time, I don't want to, you know, put people off, and I don't want there to be a negative connotation if I come and and try it. But I would I would love to uh, attempt in 2020 to fish a kayak event, you know, a tour level event. Yeah. You know, I'd love to do it. I think I, I, that would be awesome to see it and get involved in it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's exciting. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. it's exploding like crazy. Now, yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, Jody. You're doing this full time. I know the sponsors gravitate towards the MLF, Bassmasters, and you know, well, that's all we have now. And um, <laughs> what? Uh, how are how is sponsorship out in the kayak world? You know, uh, there are a lot of companies out there that are that are helping these anglers uh, in small ways right now. I, I still think it's like a test market for a lot of them. Uh, it's getting bigger and better as time goes on. The purses are getting bigger. I mean, KBF is, you know, and, and Hobie, the new Hobie series has done a lot for it. AJ McCorder, I mean, I mean, he, he's another pioneer. I mean, they are taking harder looks now, and I think as time goes on, it's only going to get better. Uh, you know, you got Torquedo, who's into the sport, and, and they put a lot of money toward its, uh, uh, its uh, sponsored anglers. But, uh, you know, Catch DZ's jumped on board. I mean, they're, they're really into this now. And, uh, I mean, it's getting better. I think it's just going to, they're going to, they're kind of waiting and seeing kind of thing. Right. But I think it's, I think it's going to get huge, man. I really do. Right. I, I agree. I mean, the growth of the kayak part of sport fishing is documented now. This isn't hearsay. Yes. It's yes. the biggest part of the growth of the sport in the last, say, five years. And this is documented. Yeah. Uh, yep. But, but, in the bass world, Jody, in the in the big boat world, you know, we've seen where too many tournament circuits detract from the viability of the leagues, you know. Is this yeah. is that the same feeling in the kayak world, or is it not that way? Because, you know, you mentioned it, you know, you've got KBF, you've got Hobie, you've got satellite yeah. trails, you've got now the entry with BASS coming, coming in. Um, yeah. It it's almost seems like it's, you know, oversaturated. Is, is that... Is that the case in the kayak world, or is it the more the merrier still? Well, I mean, at this point, it's kind of like the more the merrier. I mean, we're fortunate right now in that, I mean, this sport is actually still in its infancy. I mean, it's it's still got uh, air avenues to take and, and areas to go that we haven't even explored yet. So, I mean, yeah, at this point, 
I, I think we're okay. Uh, I don't think it's really saturated that much. Uh, right now, a person can still – you can only get so many tournaments in a year. So, you know, if you have, you know, three or four or five uh, trails out there, you're not going to fish every one of them. So there's going to be something right. for everybody out there. And, and, you know, and a lot of these organizations have, uh, you know, like the KBF, they have a trail series that's for a lot of people. They'll just fish the challenge series and stuff like that for, you know, 25, 30 bucks a month. You can go out and do it on your own time and do a monthly series and, and stuff like that. So there's these these ones that are offering something for everyone. They're going to be around for a while. And it gives everyone. It gives them a chance to get out and, and compete and see whether or not they want to step up to the bigger, you know, the Pro Series tournaments. Right. You know, the, the BOS tournaments by Hobie, the BASS tournaments, those are 200, 250, you know, entry fees. And, and it'll let them know. So they, they can test their metal a little bit before they jump into it. But there's always going to be something around for the, for the people who don't want to go into it hard. Yeah. Well, I, I am, uh, Pete, I'm thoroughly impressed with, uh, with, with this, you know, with kayak fishing in general. But tournament kayak yeah. fishing, what I've seen the last few yeah. years, what I've seen, and Jody, I mentioned this. I got a chance to uh, speak at this event, and I mentioned it at the event. Um, growing the sport, we're so conscious of yes. it, and that's thrown around all the time. You guys are doing more to grow the sport than any anybody else I can think of. You know, uh, really physically growing it. You know, I can yeah. see it with my own eyes, and for that, yeah. I want to thank you guys, man. That's and and you, Jody, thank you for what you're doing for to grow the sport. It's I, you're I, getting more people you. involved in it, and that's what we need. Yeah. you know, that's yeah. what we need. I mean, I think I think we have a responsibility to do that. Uh, it's only going to help us and in, 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 in the long run, and getting more people and our kids and our veterans that 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 are looking for something that keeps our kids off the streets a lot of times, and and, and it gives the veterans who with PTSD and and stuff like that, you know, organizations like Hero, Heroes on the Water, and I mean, it's it's a big thing for them to be able to get out and do, and it's not hard to do, you know. I mean, it's so relaxing. Is but when you get up to in the competitive part, it's different. But entry level, it's it's easy to get into. So it's it's a good thing, and I think we have a responsibility to, uh, to represent the sport well and grow the sport. Yeah. You know. Well, that that uh, hats off to you guys for doing that, and. Uh... Jody, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, Man, I'm on, dude. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on. Talk a little bit about it and talk about your win. Um, Jody, before we let you go, you wanna um, do you wanna shout out any of your sponsors? You wanna let people know how can they follow you? How can they follow you through your escapades and in, in next season? Yeah, man. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, J-, J Queen Pro Angler. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Jody Queen eighty six thirty five. Uh, I have Jody Queen on uh, the YouTube. You can follow me there. My content's getting better and better, so don't don't get mad at me when you go on there. It's going to get better. <laughs> I'm just on the road so much; it's hard for me to do it. But uh, yeah, Bonafide Kayaks, man, Luther Ciphers, the 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 brain behind it, man. He's 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 a great guy and, and just always coming up with something new, innovation, innovative, man. I just love him to death. Thank you, Luther and uh, uh, Steve Turkla, Jeff Little from uh, Torquedo. Man, Jack you guys Fiddle. rock. Uh, man, yeah, yeah Torquedo is great. Fishing online, anything that I have that's on my boat that has anything to do with fishing, all my baits, all my rods, my reels, they come from fishing online. Uh, Jeff and Brianne Harley has been real good to me. Uh, Land Cruiser Restorations, I know that's kind of a weird one, but uh, <laughs> they're located in Kansas. Man, they put out the, the best restora- restored uh, Land Cruisers you've ever seen, all the way back from when they first started making them. Uh, Yak Attack, of course, everybody knows Yak Attack in the kayak world. I mean, if it snaps or holds something or illuminates something, or I mean, it's Yak Attack in my, in my, in my kayak anyway. So, I mean, those i got to give those guys kudos. They help me out a lot. And uh and that's about it, I guess. Well, I, but, I, that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Well, Jody, I'm I not, can't. Hey, I'm not Mike Iaconelli, man. <laughs> you were sounding yeah, yeah. pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, I can't thank you enough for coming on, and I really, 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 really hope we get to run into each other uh, coming up. Maybe, maybe even in a tournament. Who knows? Hey, I told you my my alligator story on Okeechobee, right? Oh yeah, yep. All right. Next time I see you, I'll tell you tell you my snake story getting bit by a copperhead. Wow. 
Yeah. I don't want to. Next I, time. I don't want that to ever happen. Next to me. time on Ike Live. All right, that's that's one for the books right there. Jody Queen, everybody. Thank you, Jody. Thanks, man. It's awesome, man. I, I honestly, 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 I'm, I wouldn't just say that because he was on here and Hobie's probably listening or whatever, but um, it is a big growing segment, and yeah. you gotta you gotta pay attention to it. You know what I mean? I I don't like the 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 snob. The high, you know, yes. highfalutin guys that look down on other forms of fishing. You know, they. I agree with that. They look down at the tiny boats. They look down at the kayak guys. They look down at the bank guys, because dude, that's the that's the that's the grassroots. That's the the the, dude, it's, the crust of it. Above you know? all is fishing. It's fishing. And I think sometimes what does it matter? bass fishermen get carried away with bass fishing, and they get carried away with tournaments. I, and big boats and, and two fifties and three hundreds and I, I I don't think your mic's working. Oh my god! Yeah, it's working. Is it? It's working. Yeah. Pete, it's you. I'm just messing with you. Ah, because you wanted to talk trash on kayakers for being in your way. We love it. I, you know, the, <laughs> my favorite thing about it is the transition it gives uh, kids. Yeah. Right, coming out of college, uh, maybe they were on the college fishing team. Right, they're coming out. They got their new job. They got a hundred thousand dollars in debt. It gives them a place to go. They can get into a kayak. Everybody can get into a kayak. Yeah. The small boat tournaments. Do, I'm excited well. for this Slay Nation thing. I'm going to fish that trail this year. Mike, I'll show you the schedule after uh, when we go to break here. I like um, it. But they fish all the way from Malaga to Merrill Creek. Wow. Yeah. All up in. One-day events? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And like I said, it's all inclusive. So. Is there a limit? Can can the can I get involved or is there? Yeah, you can get. Involved. Man, I like to, I might like to do one of those as well this year. Take your medicine. Supplemental wow. income. Yeah, take your medicine. Take my medicine. You got a nice boat build going on. I have there. a boat build going on. Yeah, we'll save a little bit of that. I think for our our, our next show, which we're going to be talking about it, but uh, yes. we do have one. It's going to be hard to follow up the Ike Live boat build. Dude. I'm serious. Like good luck. Every bell and whistle you could imagine, every little trick in that boat. Um, but but so to counter that. I'm going the opposite way. I'm no, going, you ain't. No, I am. I am. I'm going slightly more minimalistic. I purposely <laughs> went and got a, a actual tiny boat. So Brian the Carpenter's build, he says it's a tiny boat, but it's like a 16 or 17 footer. It's a 16 foot. How tracker. tiny is that? Uh, I'm actually getting like a 12, like a 12 wow. and a half or a 12 and three quarter done. So. Yeah, but it's like 12 foot wide. Well, it's 12 foot wide. That's true. Yeah. But it's a, it is nine, actual nine, tiny nine, boat. Nine nine, right? Start, you start, nine nine. You started yeah. out minimalistic, but then. Then you get it grew. We all away. did. Everybody started out minimalistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think away. everybody in this room probably at your first boat was under yeah. ten feet, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, Cole yeah. Carl, I just, I just was think eight. Mike's idea of minimal is probably like going from a sixteen-inch screen down to a twelve. Yeah. Sonar. No, 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 Pete. There's actually two twelves. I've on got this two twelves on this boat. Yeah, minimalistic. I do have two twelves on this boat. Yeah. Your mind. All right. Whatever. Um, all right. Union Lake. Union Here Lake. we come. Here we come. That's going to be a good show. I can't wait for a tiny boat show. Uh, you want to take a break? You want to do the unboxing? You want to take a break? We'll do the unboxing and come back. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Listen, hang in there. We're only halfway through, Mr. Pete. Uh, if you're watching tonight, we just talked to Jody Queen, but we've got a lot of great stuff coming. The one and only Scott, Scott Martin mm-hmm. joining us in the next segment. We're going to be talking about him fishing the Bass Opens, leaving FLWs, built his career around that circle. We'll be talking about that. Also going to be talking about a lot what Scott's done to grow the sport through digital content. He's freaking genius when it comes to that. Half a million subscribers. Half a million subscribers. And when we get back, we're also going to be doing a MTB unboxing. And this is one of the only podcasts that does it live. So it's going to be good. Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Live. Like, you good, man? You know we're doing a video right now, right? I'm about to go down there and tackle that dude. Hey! Hey there, official world. What's shaking fat cat dude and coming at you? Listen, let's talk about something very important. And I'm not talking about Jack and Jaws ripping lips 2455 and Big Belly Kelly out of a brush pile. I found Primal Urge Foods. Ladies and gentlemen, what Primal Urge Foods is, it is a monthly meat stick box month. Every month you get a box of meat sticks to your door. Retail is probably, I don't know, $30, $40, a month. Now you can pick many different varieties. You can pick a surprise box. You get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that, you get some 24, 55, and 54. No, we don't like antibiotics. No antibiotics! And these right here, completely, completely eagle free. Now, the gas station B6 you buy, 
probably have eagle in them. They have rhinoceros in them. But we are Americans. America! We're not eating bald eagles in our meat sticks. Guaranteed, none of these meat sticks have bald eagle in them. That's the number one reason to buy these meat sticks. You want to get granddaddy a gift? Hey, I, you're dating a girl. Ooh, she fine as muscadine wine. And you want to warm up her hair? Tell you I'm getting excited talking about women. I forget. I forget what it's. Primal urge. $14.95 a month. Monthly meat box subscription. It could be called a uh, bombs. Bombs. Box of meat sticks. <laughs> Just do like I do. And every month, the box shows up. And I don't know what's going to be in it. But they're all delicious. The meat right there. I, I tell you what. That's something good right there. It's girthy. It's Fat Cat Newton. Primal Urge Foods. Please. Ike Live is the code, guys. Ike Live. Ike Live is the code. Okay? Prime Lunch Foods, Ike Live is the code. It gets you $5 off a box. Okay? Hey, everybody. Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold. It's winter. It's snowing. But if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip, before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing under these cold conditions, and you're going to catch more fish. See you later. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive.